Welcome back, everybody, to another week of the X1 Bros. This is your positive gaming and Xbox community. Thank you very much, everybody, for being here. Thank you for hanging out with us. It is a good time. Some big things have happened over the last week. Some big things mm -hmm. happened during our last show, which mm -hmm. was insanity <laughs> and craziness. Uh, but before we get into it, as always, I'm joined by the bros, the X1 bros. First, it's Mr. McSpicy. Hello. How's it going? I, uh, then there's George the Man. Hello. Hi. Uh, and last but not least, I am X1. And we're the X1 bros. As everybody knows, Gears Tactics, it's still Gamer Club Game of the Month. Ooh, the month yeah. isn't over. we got a week left. So if you've not hit Gears Tactics, go check it out. Join us over on Discord. Game Club Game of the Month. Join our Game Club channel. Check it out there. But let's let's jump into the big news. That Well, it's not the biggest news. We're going to jump to the biggest news next. But during our show last week, we got into it about Xbox adjusting the prices to Xbox Live Gold. Really, in reality, to... Get, get rid of it. Yeah. And we had our opinions on it, what they were doing. Now, they were grandfathering people in. During our show, or at least immediately after, Xbox backtracked yeah. and said, we're not changing the price for anybody. And they actually made it better, in my opinion, in that you're no longer, they did say, you know, a list of games, basically any of the free-to-play games. You do not need Xbox. Yeah. Now that that's not live as of right now. Live. That's something they're working yeah, they're gonna on. Right? I mean, unless unless it did go live this week, I'm not Overall, sure. Overall, I think it's a good move. Anytime anytime a company l listens to you know their consumers, that's a good yeah. move. Now it didn't really affect either uh, any of us since we all have Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. And it did not affect uh, their decision before. It didn't affect users that already had Xbox Live Gold, this was going to be new users that no longer had that option to jump in at that price point. Yeah, because if you remember, current users were grandfathered in essentially as long as they kept that yeah. same subscription. Now, right? my opinion, mm -hmm. my speculation here, let's speculate for a minute. Okay. I, I believe that they, they need to get rid of Xbox Live Gold. I think they're just going to get rid of it altogether. Like, I, it's just, I, they'll just go to zero eventually. Yeah, and it will just be Game Pass. I, I agree. We talked about it a little last week. We said I we think they're going to consolidate down to one subscription. I I still think they're going to do that. I think they're going to eventually get rid of. I mean, obviously, from last week's changes, you know, now because they they're basically making free to play games. Truly, not free, yeah, truly, truly free, free to, play. to play. So, like, let's take Fortnite for example. The battle royale side of it is free to play. So, what they're doing is, since it's free to play, you don't have to pay for gold to play its multiplayer, right? Now, I think eventually, because of that announcement, um, I think they're eventually going to extend extend that to everything, right? I do think it's in their best interest, probably, to just one easy subscription for people to sign up yeah. for it, right? Which I still think they're going to do eventually in the future. I think they'll basically just have the Game Pass Ultimate subscription or game pass or game pass subscription and then just completely get rid of gold in the respect that you do you can play multiplayer online for free so for if free. you have call yeah. if you bought call of duty you can play its multiplayer for free i think eventually they'll do that i don't think that's gonna you know i don't think it's gonna be tomorrow right but i think eventually they do that and then i think games with gold will just be thrown into game pass yeah I right? agree. like I games with gold will just be a part of the game pass subscription i agree right? i think when talking about I mean, Xbox Live Gold, this system was set up a long time ago. It was set up in the early days of online mm -hmm. online gaming, online console gaming particularly. And I think it's just, we're, pa we're past the, I think we're past the need for it, honestly, especially with a Game Pass subscription that would include yeah. your internet. So, so it'll be, if you have an Xbox and you don't want Game Pass, I believe eventually you're going to be able to play all your multiplayer games online for free. You won't. 
be required any type of subscription. Theoretically, just like you would the PC. Yeah, right? spicy. Do you agree with that speculation and assessment after everything that happened, or do you think that they're gonna stick it out? What? What? Are, give me your give me your thoughts, brother. Break it down. Well, what more needs to be said? I think you guys both said it pretty well. Oh, it, it is archaic if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, back back when the infrastructure wasn't there, there, it costs a lot of money to maintain. Probably still costs a lot of money, but to create it and maintain a good, usable online gaming service platform, right? Before, for those that have played, you know, all the PC games before, I think we had GameSpy, we had Blizzard's um, Battle.net, Battle.net, which let you play Blizzard games, but outside of that, you had to use GameSpy to get yeah. and connect yeah. to. It was just a was train the, wreck. It was the Wild West. It was the Wild West of <laughs> connecting to each other to play video games. Um, and Xbox came in and created an infrastructure that was, in my opinion, far superior than anything anyone else has done for a multiple library of games. I, I did think Battle.net was pretty good at the time, yeah. but that was only with StarCraft and that's about and it. And that's it, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. was War, Warcraft, probably Warcraft 3. Warcraft, yeah, Warcraft 3 was on there. Early days of World of Warcraft, yeah. probably. Right but outside now. of that, they needed fundage. I, well, not fundage, but, Fundages. you know, it costs a lot of money to prepare and build that kind of infra infrastructure. Nowadays, the internet is... The infrastructure's there. The infrastructure's there. It's probably not as big of a deal to kind of have that there you know because it's there right well, so kind of what you're saying is uh, when when did xbox live come out 2004 something like that anyway in, in those early days of live xbox live yeah you were essentially paying for a premium better experience to correct? Game. yeah yeah correct yeah, yeah, yeah so. correct whereas uh, nowadays we don't really nowadays yeah nowadays the the airwaves and the the lines and the ethernet and the fiber and everything everything not saying that the internet didn't exist back then, but it just... The channels to game on it didn't exist. Correct. And so I would say the the fee that you need, that they needed back then, doesn't necessarily need to exist now. Um, unless, of course, you know, we're, if we're talking about Game Pass, where you're getting a whole bunch of, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. products on top of that. Sure. Right, yeah. So, yes, I think it's archaic. Um, I think that other platforms and other methods of connectivity has improved drastically. I mean, the Wild West was terrible when it came to gaming. I mean, we, we're talking. I mean, you couldn't answer the phone and play a game at the same time. Whoa. Now Nintendo uses the phone to talk to play <laughs> games. Right? Full circle, full yeah. circle. So yeah, it, it's they're 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 going to get rid of it. It's just a matter of when and it's a matter of how. I believe what we saw last week was probably their attempt to try to figure out a way to get rid of it by people pricing people it. out essentially yeah. making it making it a worse deal incentivizing you over to Game Pass. That and that's a traditional way to do things like yeah. that, but it kind of made Microsoft look kind of dumb. Not not dumb, but it made them it didn't have the image I think they wanted to have. When they did that, so they backtracked during our show last week because we do this whole show about it, and then it you know goes out the door, which is really funny. But um, how they do that, I don't, I don't know because there's a lot of people. May, well, maybe they just say now it's free. I think that's what they're gonna do. Now I think it's eventually, free. I that's think that's what they're gonna do. Now it's free. Go for it. Yeah, I think that's what. But do. you could get Game Pass and yeah, get so all you, these mm -hmm. games anyways. Yeah, right. Because so. I, I, well, I feel like their new goal 
like they're not worried about I don't think they're necessarily worried about Xbox Live members as they were are about Game Pass members. You know what I mean? I think that's more their focus, which is why last week we talked about that's probably why they're raising their price cuz then that pushes people over to Game Pass cuz it's course. a better deal, right? Course. You know, yeah. so of course. Regardless, it's good news if you're an Xbox gamer. Congratulations yeah. to everybody. Let's jump into the big story of the week. We've been waiting for this game to release. We've been waiting for it to drop. It's kind of the first Xbox Series X utilizing new technology, new hardware. It's the first game to do it. We can we, let's pull it up while we talk. While we talk oh yeah, about yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. The medium. Oh, let's give our first impression. And this is actually, actually, this is like a full review because this game is not very long. No, it's about five to eight hours. Jordan, you're two thirds of the way through. Yeah, three I think, I think I'm a good chunk through. through. I'll probably beat it by the end of the weekend easily. Okay. So. Well, give me your thoughts. Give me your impressions. Give me the breakdown. So, of what the medium does for you, what it's like. This, what your thoughts are, Gil. This was most definitely a game. Like I did not expect what I got. Right. I mean, I didn't. I didn't look too heavily into the game, other than I knew it was doing the rendering two worlds at okay. once. Like I knew the feature, right? In a good way or a bad way, or just neither. It, it's n- just neither. I just it, it wasn't what I was expected when I loaded it up. Right. Okay. I do think this is a very unique game, and I do think this game is not for everybody. Okay. Most definitely, I think this. I think that goes hand in hand with it being unique. I think this is targeted at a very specific audience. You know what I mean? Like, I, like what? what let, let's be honest. If you're looking for a, like a Resident Evil game, that is not what this is at all. It has it has elements of Resident Evil, which we'll talk about. But it is a hundred percent not Resident Evil. It is a hundred percent not an action game. It is, is it, it is very story based. It is very story based, and it's very. I don't want to say slow paced because I, I know some criticisms that I've seen, like, you know, some people don't like that it's so slow. I actually think it's a nice change sure. and I think it works because of the way they're telling their story. So is right? it closer? Let me let me ask you this then. Is it closer to like a Hellblade type of so how, where it's how, a puzzler? How I would say it, it's Life is Strange meets Alan Wake. Oh, I do get Alan Wake vibes from that conversation. Would you say yeah. that? Minus the Alan Wake action. Minus the, yeah, minus the Alan Wake action, but yeah. this, me and Jordan were talking about this before the show, mm-hmm. and it's, it's Life is Strange mm-hmm. with, it's the adult uh, version. Well, no, it's, it's Life is, it's, it's Life is Strange. I actually, okay. it's even, there was a game I played on the original Xbox called Indigo Prophecy. Oh yeah, you tell, yeah, you talked yeah, about yeah. that game sometimes. I believe yeah. it's very similar to that as well. It's a, you walk around, I find this. I walk around. This story's great. I combine this with this. I now unlock the door to go this way. Yeah. Right? And it's very, very, almost point and click, a modern point and click almost. Yeah. But very deep story. And that's why I consider it to go hand in hand with like Indigo Prophecy, Mm -hmm. a little bit of Alan Wake, and a little bit of, uh, uh, what's that game? Um, Oh, the the, the photography, I just said it. Life is Strange? Life is Strange. Um. It's like that. Yeah. I don't. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, no, 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 well, you're yeah, fine. Look at, I mean, look at this. Well, we'll look at this. See, and this is not. This is not what was advertised. This wasn't the perception that we had. Well, this. no. So, like, for example, it has. Well, we talked about Resident Evil because I, I. To be honest, I was expecting a, not Resident Evil, but kind of more like that. Uh, it's Resident more, Evil cameras. Yeah. It's so yeah. It's, it's like the original Resident Evil cameras, where it's fixed cameras. Yeah. Now you may not like that, but I think in this scenario, it benefits the game because of the way they're telling their story. 
Okay. Right. I think if I, the fixed camera fits, the other the other element of Resident Evil it has is uh is your combining stuff. So you get two items, you combine them to make one item, which will then I, yeah. unlock another item. Or there's a door that's locked. You have to go find an item like a I don't, let's say a screwdriver to unlock. Then you bring it back to the door. You so it's 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 similar. To Resident Evil in that aspect. I mean, just look at how she's reading the the newspaper. That's all very Resident Evil ish. You sure. know what I mean? Uh, if you're watching the video live, right? Um, the fixed cameras are like the original Resident Evils, right? Where it differs, and where I think a lot of people may be surprised, it is is it is not an action game. I would say almost at all. There's a few higher, more in, or I guess more intense situations okay but it's definitely not an action game, okay right this game is out to tell a specific story in a specific way and i think the way they do it is actually really good okay let me ask no. let me ask you this does it work for you yes at first well i because i was really surprised at you know basically everything that was in it because it wasn't what i was expecting right yeah. But I ended up really enjoying. It probably took me about 20, 30 minutes to kind of get into it and get the groove because it does. I will. It does start out a little slow, you know. But I think that's just how the game is, you know. Yeah. When they get to the first, which is actually not too far in, but when they get to the first, uh, the main feature of the game, the dual world, right? You do it throughout the whole game. When they get to the very first one, it's just kind of an introduction of it. And what they do is I was under the impression, and again, I didn't look too much into this game. I just knew this feature was available, so maybe they sure. did tell us about this. But what they do is they split the screen, so you're shown both worlds at the same time. I was under the impression you were going to switch instantaneously between them. That's not how it works. You're actually in both at the same time. And it's unique in the respect that as you're doing things, she's doing things in both worlds. Like, she's stuck in the physical world. Wow. doing stuff but she's also in the spirit world like the ethereum world yeah she's the medium the ether. yeah she's the medium right she's in between now what's really interesting is there's certain scenarios that happen with this split screen perspective and it's really unique to see her character react because the, the characters mirror each other because what she does in one world she does in the other right so if she raises her right hand in the regular world she does it in the spirit world as well so it's really interesting to watch her She's doing something in the spirit world, let's say during the cutscene. It's really interesting to watch her mimic that same thing in the real world. It's a very unique situation. And almost it was kind of weird at first, but it's it's well, very it's it's unique is the best I, way I can say it. It sounds cool. I think it's actually. weird on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they just use this they use different camera angles on both sides. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Oh. And if they were the same camera, it would not make you feel odd. But I think they make you feel odd on purpose to make you feel slightly uncomfortable because this game is not a happy game. It's a very, it's, it's dark. No, it's, I wouldn't say dark. It's just serious, serious. Yes. Okay, that's okay. a good, yeah, that's a it's good a serious game and it's telling a very serious story. And so they try to put you off kilter, off kilter a little bit and just, and that's why the camera angles are slightly different on mm -hmm. both sides. Uh, it kind of gives a really unique vibe to, to how well, you play it. That's having, the best word for it. Unique. It's yeah. a unique well, situation. Well, having you in both worlds at the same time, that's clear. That's why, clearly, it's on the Series X. In fact, I tried to download it on my Scorpio, and it, it it's on Game Pass. It ha What it has is a circle with, you know, like, cannot download mm -hmm. on here. It's still there, but you can't, you can't download it, which is really interesting. Yeah, because what we were seeing in the trailer was they would show it, they would show it split screen, and then they would fade to one, 
fade to the well, other, giving the impression that we would be switching back and forth. You kind of we can choose kinda, that. It kind of does that. It's what she does is she focuses on one or the other. Yeah. And you say, I'm going to focus on the regular side. And then the screen gets bigger and the other one gets smaller, but you can still but see it's both. Still there, yeah. Yeah, but you can still see both. Cool. So you can just nudge. And that's how you solve specific puzzles, puzzles in the yeah. game. Because um, some things exist on one side and don't on the other. And that's how you traverse I'm not, the map. I'm not going to lie. You guys describe. So I've yet to play. I haven't played the game. You guys describing it this way. Being so unique and interesting, it makes me want to play it. Yeah. It's, well, and when we said it's eight hours, you said, oh, maybe I'll play it. Then, yeah, right? and I like that, that it's not like this long 40-hour game. I want to I want to say that I think it's a great game. Mm-hmm. I really do. I'm enjoying it. One of the best parts about it is my wife sat down and started watching me play, and now she's hooked. Yeah, it is a... Yeah, it is a good date night game. It's, it really it's great. It's a great story. It's a serious story, um, but it's not like... I mean, there are jumpy parts, and like there was a part. <laughs> there was a part while I was like looking through a hole. You probably know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. I'm looking through a hole. I'm like, is that what I think it is? And something happens, and I like had Jump to put back. my headphones down, and I had to just sit there for a sec because I don't like scares, right? And so because of Tarkov, yeah. Well, I hear you have to play this s- game with headphones. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's Would good. you say because I don't think it's necessarily as scary? It's not. Scary. I feel like I was more scared in Resident Evil Seven than I was this game. Sure. Is it more disturbing? Is it, no, it's is, not, is it like what? What would the what would the word be? Is it just suspenseful? I, I don't, I don't suspenseful. Know, like you know how there's some movies that are just scary, and then some movies that are just jumpy. Yeah. Like they just make you jump out creepy? of your chair. Would creepy be the way? I mean, it's it's hard to explain because I don't feel like it's jump scary all the time. Like no, yeah, a Resident Evil, you know, it's intriguingly dark. There, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's, uh, it's not uh, going to scare away people that don't like scary things. Who would enjoy this game? Now, Jordan, when I asked you guys before the before the show, Jordan Jordan said this is it's definitely not a game for everybody. Yeah, I, I think and is that because of the style here? I think so. I think the fixed ca- camera may turn off some people, and I think the, the lack of action, I, okay. I guess. I mean, it just depends on you want. Like I said, I wasn't necessarily expecting what I got, but I'm enjoying it for what it is. It's it's different than what I thought it would be, but that's a good thing because it's sure. very unique, and that's the best word I can say for it. But I, I do... You are enjoying I, it. I don't think this game is for everybody, right? Reactor Leak in chat says is it's not Telltale-like, is it? It's not. Um, I don't like Telltale games. I know these guys like it. I'm just weird, and I don't like Telltale mm-hmm. games. But I do. I did like. I keep forgetting that game. Uh, the girl. Life the, is strange. Life is strange. Oh my gosh! I got to remember that. I played that game. I still forget it. <laughs> but I did really like that one. And it just the world makes you feel compared to a Telltale game where I'm watching dialogue and pressing A occasionally. Those this world makes you feel. A lot more immersed, and my I feel like even though it's linear, I feel like I'm still choosing what's happening because I have to take two items and interact them together, mm-hmm. and then do something with yeah. objects. Um, and it, that's why that's well, why I feel Life is Strange. I really enjoyed that game. It's the exact same kind of way to tell the story. Personally, I really like these camera angles. These Resident Evil camera yeah. angles. I that I really enjoy that. Can we, on, on this, are, are we able to fast forward to a part where it does sure. show the dual? We're just watching, yeah, we're just watching the gameplay dual parts. I would beginning. like to see, oh, I would we like can to see pull, that. Uh, I, I, the way they do the dual stuff and the puzzles is 
what I expected there. Oh, so, so like here's some this, dual stuff right here. This yeah. is a cutscene of duality. Yeah, this is a very early cutscene, so it's well, not. She should definitely go for the hairdo on the right. <laughs> the white one, yeah. Yeah, so she's she's inter- so see how the cameras are different angles. Mm-hmm. I see it purposefully yeah. does that to make you feel off a little bit. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. It's same with like the the just tilting camera slightly that movies yeah. do, it's really, just to make you feel like something's just not see, right. See, this is cool. I think this is cool. Now, what's unique about this, and this is where it kind of threw me at, like, she's touching him in one world, but in the other world, she's just, you know, it's it's very unique <laughs> is the best word for it. Uniquely dark. They're incepting or, us. You're right about I didn't notice the camera angles, but you're right. They are different. Yeah, I didn't I, notice I'm that. I'm a yeah, photographer. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah, noticed yeah, this. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so. It's, but that they do that on purpose just to make you feel... Like something's off. You don't know what it is, but now you know what it yeah. is. Well, and it's kind of cool because you it, it gives you can see that it's it's cool. It's unique. Interesting. So overall, recommend the game. Not recommend the game. Spicy. It's on Game Pass. It's on Game yeah. Pass. Dude. I just get it. And it, even if you don't think you'd enjoy it, if you have a significant other, then you want to just pop some popcorn and just mm. start. Think of it like a Netflix miniseries. Just hop it, in. This dude is creepy. Yeah. He's actually a really nice guy. The yeah. whole side of his head is bashed well, in. Cause well, you'll, you'll yeah, find yeah. out. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So, okay. Um, But yeah, it's just... I actually think he's based off a real-world person. I will tell you We'll get I, shut yeah, down yeah, if we yeah, say yeah, who yeah. it is. So, but anyway, it's okay. pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finish your thought, though, Spicy. Pop some popcorn, Netflix experience. It's a great... Just sit back and enjoy an interesting story told in a very interesting way. But the fact that it's on Game Pass, I think everybody... Can just even if you didn't think you'd enjoy a game like this, download it, try it. You'll be done in five to eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a great game. You can just check off the list and enjoy a great story. I think yeah. it's a I think everybody should give it a shot if you have Game Pass. Jordan. Yeah, no, I agree. If you have Game Pass, even if you end up not finishing it or not liking it, it's at least a unique experience that I think you should go through. If you have Game Pass for sure, just download it. I only think it's like twenty gigs too. It's not very big of a game, so it'll fit on your box with Warzone and everything. If you don't have Game Pass, I think it's forty nine ninety nine, which is ten dollars cheaper than normal. At that point, you'll have to, you know, weigh whether you want it or not. But for sure, if you have Game Pass, the unique it's it's definitely worth experience. You're like, look, experiencing. That, now that's cool. That's first person view. Yeah. So see how one shifts. That's yeah, see really one's cool. bigger. See how one was bigger and one yeah. was smaller because she's focused on one side than the other, right? So. But for sure, if you have Game Pass, like I said, even if you don't like the game. I think it's worth experiencing the uniqueness of their gameplay features here. Absolutely. It's, so. It does look unique. It does look cool. There you go, guys. And see, this is totally, if you're watching the stream live, how she's examining the phone, totally kind of a uh, Resident Evil type thing to do. You know what I mean? It's yeah. very. It's an amalgamation there of you a go. bunch of games. Yeah. There you go. That's the medium, everybody. Again, it is on Game Pass. It is the first Xbox Series S X type of game out there. So make sure you check that out if, if you haven't yet. That's That's our thoughts. Tell us whether you agree with them, disagree with them. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. I think it's, it's really fun. Game. I like it. Next thing, before we get to, uh, we have another Scrolls story. Before we get to that, I do want to talk real quick, just quickly, about Halo. Halo devs wow, yeah. came out and and announced that they are going. Hey, this is a Halo Infinite three four three. Have monthly developer updates from here on out until the release of Halo Infinite. We dropped a video earlier this week on the channel just talking a little bit about that, dropping the news, uh, and talking about whether or not Halo Infinite has done enough to restore its image, to restore its trust. I would like to submit to you guys that I feel like they've done a good enough job that I'm rehyped 
or becoming rehyped mm-hmm. for Halo Infinite dropping this fall. I do think they're they're restoring trust in, and and I'm not, I don't want to overblow it. I don't think that they super lost trust, but it made us skeptical. Like, oh no, what is what is this? Is this going to be a disappointment? But I I I feel like they're making right moves here and getting me excited again for this game. Jordan, as our resident Halo Halo expert, uh-huh. what are your thoughts? No, I like it. I mean, I mean, I it's just it I enjoy How do I explain this? I like updates. Yeah. Updates are good. It's kind of like other games do with your their dev diaries or or even Cyberpunk with their Night City Wire type things. They do, you know, one a month or one every other month just to kind of give you a little bit like, "Hey, here's another feature worth putting in or here's where we're at, here's some more concept art." It is important to say and I do think they were smart when they said this, when they came out about their monthly updates. They were very specific and said, "Hey, we are not dropping bombshells. We are just giving you bits of information." Yeah, that was smart. And that's it. Just letting you know how yeah. things are going. Yeah, we're good. Not dropping new trailers. We're not dropping, you know, like they they were very specific, like, and I think that because in the past, you remember the, uh, like the showcases they had where people got overhyped and it turned into disappointment types. I think that's, they're just protecting themselves yeah. from that, right? Spicy thoughts real quick here on Halo Infinite. Are, are, are they making the right moves? Have they done enough for you to be re-excited for this game? Were you ever not excited for the game? What are your thoughts overall on the Halo Infinite Saga. Well, I'm excited to play another Halo game. Sure. I actually feel like I'm different. You've you've cooled off a little I've, on this game. I've never really cared. Cared. Like <laughs> it's a game that another game that's been delayed, which is disappointing. But I want a game delayed if it's not ready. Mm-hmm. As Cyberpunk has taught us. As many games yeah. have taught us. <laughs> yeah. That I, I mean, even the Master Chief Collection is a yeah. great example of a. Something that could have been just phenomenal. Phenom- and it is phenomenal now. Mm-hmm. But at launch, it was essentially broken. It was sub-phenomenal. Their key component. <laughs> the key reason people were buying the Master Chief Collection. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm... I don't know. I'm, I wasn't offended. I think maybe what offends people is the fact that they said things two weeks previous one week previous and then it wasn't that way it was more the way they handled it probably that yeah that's, that's what that was mouth. that's what was upsetting to me is how they handled the game yeah. saying that it's coming you know it's yeah it was it was sure a little bit of a fiasco maybe i'm just so mentally aloof that i just <laughs> oh another game's delayed i hope it's going to be ready when it releases yeah i'm excited for it mm-hmm. i love halo i love master chief i love the whole story so i i don't know maybe Maybe I'm not the guy to say. Are you are you rebounding from all your fury? I wasn't mad. Yeah, I was just oh. How they, do you feel about the monthly updates or oh the update? Transparency is great. Yeah, I think I think a lot more companies should probably do that, especially if they forget to play test it on the previous generation <laughs> consoles. You know, maybe they should have just said this is what it's going to look like. Maybe we shouldn't release it on the old hardware. You know. Transparency would have probably fixed <laughs> this that. Is true. This is true. <laughs> so, did I hear? Did I see a headline that the new Cyberpunk update broke it? Yeah, you're all. Yeah. Or was that just me reading headlines that well, were trying I, to get clicks? I think what happened. So the new update. I haven't played it since the new update because I beat it before Christmas or just after Christmas. Sure. So I haven't played the new update yet. I think what I saw is the new update. Gr- 
downgraded a lot of stuff on the older consoles, like graphics and stuff like that, just to get it running properly. Oh, I see. So, and I know there was things that it did break. So, yeah. Just your typical update. Fixes one problem, introduces three new problems. So, Do you think we could have had that game delayed another year to get it all fixed? Well, like, that that's how, how big and ambitious of a game this well, is. Well, like we said when it launched, if you have a high-end PC or the newer consoles, you can at least play play the game and in, enjoy it for what it is at that point, given, even though it still has a lot of bugs and issues with it. But I think all those bugs and issues... I'm just I'm just talking about on the newer stuff, so not even the old consoles. Let's just talk about PS5, Series X, and PC. All the bugs on those systems, I think they could have taken another six months to fix it. Yeah. That being, I think I said it. That being said, I was excited that I could finally play the game, and I did enjoy it for what it. it was. You enjoyed it thoroughly. I think Mark said it best. For every good thing that game did, there was one bad thing holding it back. Usually, some type of bug or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. It, and did it, I see another? Did I see another thing about that with this new update? Maybe again. Maybe this is just headline. I need to click in and actually read the article. Yeah, but clickbait, I, I had a clickbait headlines, man. That you can no longer have sex with Keanu. <laughs> oh, I actually, to be honest with That's you, a I've, shame. I've yeah. beaten the game. Please I've not hundred. I've not hundred percent at the whole game. I've beaten up. the game, but I did not know you could. I didn't. I don't know. I don't think you can. I don't think he's a romanceable character. Uh, according to this headline, he was. It must be a mod. <laughs> I know the new mods, the hot coffee mod. I knew the new. I know the new mods are coming out on PC, and a lot of people are liking what they're doing. But that's good. I I didn't think you could have Cyberpunk. Here we go. Here's oh, the this, story right this is reactor leak from chat. The studio is asking players not to mess with oh, Keanu due to mods. Due to mods. Oh, here's the story. Oh. That makes Here, sense. Here's the story from AV Wire. Cyberpunk developers ask players to please stop having sex with Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's only four romance yeah, characters. a good guy, guys. Yeah. Back off. Given that Cyberpunk is already an extremely sexually explicit game, awash with neon dildos, cybernetic sex workers, and horned-up billboards, sex mods are usually the first thing that get added by fans into any <laughs> game. You remember the Skyrim ones? Whoa. Hey, they mentioned it. <laughs> oh, you see yeah. what these people ended up doing to Skyrim. Yeah, oh, man, it was, it was a whole new game. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like they wanted to make sure he was the one. There is, there is, the, there is, there is uh, the existence of the Keanu effing mod, which swapped the Johnny Silverhand model clothes and all in for one of the game's available sex workers. <laughs> Dude, mods are <laughs> mods are hilarious, uh, man. Mods uh, are hilarious. So here's Cyberpunk's statement: Our most important rule regarding user-generated content, game mods in particular, is that it can't be harmful towards others. In the case of model swaps, especially those that involve explicit situations, it can be perceived as such by the people who lent us their appearance for the purpose of creating characters in Cyberpunk 2077 as harmful. That's h- hilarious. It's because he's a known quantity yeah they're probably afraid of a lawsuit <laughs> like in, <laughs> in all reality that is too funny that's what you that's that that is a clickbait headline and i love it <laughs> because it's actually a real story uh, there you go that's, that's funny. funny that's so. too funny let's bring up let's bring up the trailer for elder skate elder scrolls online gates of oblivion because this is a big big, big dlc yeah. announcement that's coming to elder scrolls online you're big into the elder scrolls online well, as far I mean, as as far as you keep up to date with all of the dlcs I ended after the first DLC, but it has really come along as probably the premier console MMO. Yeah. 
And then, uh, maybe you know, top five yeah. MMOs current currently out there right now. Yeah, no, I think it's one of the the heavy hitters out there. So ESO Gates of Oblivion is their new chapter, which is essentially their new expansion, coming to us next year. So they're gonna follow their yearly layout like they usually do. On March sixteenth for the Xbox, we're gonna get Flames of Ambition, which is your dungeon DLC. I believe there's gonna be two dungeons. It's going to be a prologue to the new chapter. And then on June 8th, we're going to have Blackwood, which is the full chapter release. It's going to have the new zone Blackwood, the new storyline. It's going to have a new 12-player trial, which is essentially their raids. New world events called Oblivion Portals, yeah, which I assume will be... He's holding the Oblivion book. That's cool. Yeah, I assume the Oblivion Portals will be similar to like Dark Anchors okay. from the original New Delves, Public Dungeons, World Bosses, all that. All, all the usual stuff that you get with an expansion. The big feature that I'm excited for Give in this new me. expansion, there is going to be a new companion system, which means you can actually have companions come with you on your adventures. There's, They talked about it. The devs, I think it was Major Nelson, interviewed one of the developers over this at, now at Microsoft. This is now a Microsoft Studio game. Yeah, so... Yeah. so, so he talked about having companions in the game with you. You can unlock a quest in the new expansion that gets you your companion. You can then bring those companions with you. Now, what's really cool about the companions is you'll be able to specifically, this is what he said in the interview, you'll be able to specifically tell them, hey, you're going to be a tank character. You're going to be a oh. healing character. You're going to be a, a DPS character. Use these abilities at these times. They're, drag, they're dragon aging it. Yeah, I don't know how in-depth it'll be, but that's what it sounded like. Also, what's cool is the more you... Use your companion again. This is what it sound like. Sounds like when at least when based, the, on, yeah, the based on the interview. The more you use your companion, you you build up the reputation with them, for lack of a better word, and it will unlock more quests concerning their story. So very very cool, very cool. So that, so basically, kind of like companions from Fallout and Skyrim. You let know, me ask you stuff this. like Does that. Does any right? other Just, MMO have a companion feature as described uh, here? Not not one that I've played. Right, I'm just. Basing it off of like World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy Online, the big one, you know, the big, the, the big ones. They don't really have companions. They usually have like pets that can follow you around, type thing. What do you think? Um, this do you? So for it's it's an interesting enough of a mechanic to get me back into this game and trying it out. Well, what's cool is depending on how they do the mechanic, that can be a whole nother grinding leveling system. Do you, you level up your companions? Did I say mechanic? I meant companion. Yeah. Mechanic. I mean, maybe your Maybe your companion can be your mechanic. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. so if you level them up or well, quest with them, can you do unlock their? Can you do dungeons by yourself with your companions? So anything you can do solo in the game, I assume you can do with. Oh man, look at this dude! That's the big bad. Oh, anything you do solo in the game, I assume you can do with your companion, like delves, public dungeons, stuff like that. Once you get into the five-man dungeons, I doubt that your companion will be able to come in with you. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see how it works. Because if you think about it, if you have a five-man dun- or what is it, four-man dungeons in, in ESO, four plus four companions, that's eight players. You just switch all those guys to DPS. You'd probably be able to cheese the dungeon. You know what I mean? So I don't think you'd be able to do it in there or the trials, which are their raids. But I believe anything you can do solo in the game, you'll be able to bring yeah, your companion. So. In you chat says, that. grinding your companions, isn't that marriage? <laughs> <laughs> was that why you were? That was why I was laughing. And you didn't. was funny. You didn't realize you said what you said. Yeah. Spicy, uh, give me your thoughts on this mechanic coming to ESO. Is this a mechanic that would get you back into one of these games? Because to me, it's it's that's super appealing. Anything that gives me 
the option to control to play by myself while not playing by myself. If that makes sense, I'm bringing along companions. I get to level them up. I get to. It's why I loved the first Dragon Age. You get to determine how they act, when they act, where they act, wh- what style of play mm-hmm, they are. Mm-hmm. Spicy, give me give me your thoughts on this mechanic here coming to ESO Gates of Oblivion Blackwood. I mean, if it's the same system as Dragon Age had, I loved that system, right? Where you could set up this, 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 do this, 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 and this. When this happens, do this, 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 right? Uh, is that generally what it's going to be? So they talked about, they didn't go in how depth in depth it would be. I doubt right? it'll be that in they, depth. Yeah, I, I doubt it'll be Dragon Age 1 in depthness because that was perfect. I mean, that was beautiful. Yeah. They did say you can choose tank killer DPS. And I thought, I'll go back and watch the interview. I thought they talked about using certain abilities and stuff like that. So setting them up. Well, so it's kind of like Diablo where you can say, or like, you have a companion, and mm-hmm. you can say, "Just be more defensive, just be more offensive, be more support." Is that basically See, what and, it is? And it may be like that. They did talk about that because they said you can do support or support tank DPS. You can make them be more, you whatever know, whatever you want. Be Lean a towards role. that. You have that triangle. Lean I, towards whatever. Yeah. It sounded like to me, you can also tell them to do specific things. Which would be which would be really cool. That's now more dragon. Age. We'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, maybe I heard it wrong or or listened to it wrong or just I created my own excitement. But it would be cool if we could tell them to use certain abilities at certain times. Spicy, give me your thought. I love it when this. Jordan creates his own excitement. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's great. That's, that's, I usually yeah. end up buying a game I never play. <laughs> uh, I I think adding features like this is awesome. Will it get me back into this game? I think. What gets me into these games is when my friends start playing them, especially again. in MMO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. in MMO. Um, I, I MMOs are tough games to get into because you look at them and you go, "How many hours? Hundreds of hours? Can I commit to this?" C- correct. MMOs are big. Whereas, like a game like The Medium, it's fantastic. It's eight hours. We're done. You yeah, know, yeah. I can yeah. I can just bang that out. So, MMOs are complicated on purpose. They're long on purpose. They're grindy on purpose. Will a feature like this bring me into this game again? Uh, probably not, but mm. I'm glad that they're doing it. And I I think generating excitement is great for players that cont- consistently play this game. Mm-hmm. I think it would be awesome if I was consistently playing this game to be like, oh, that's going to be awesome. I'm going to have companions like in Diablo and like in other games where I can, you know, rely on them and not necessarily need to worry too much about having people play with me when they're not when they're at work yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah. that they're basically from what i get out of this they're basically trying to make it more single player friendly well eso the criticism and what people liked so it depended on what side of the fence you sat especially the original one was that it was it didn't feel as mmo-ish as it should it was very single player centric mm-hmm. They've slowly tried to to move away from that, but bringing this feature in, I think, kind of underscores that you'd be playing this more by yourself. I just well, think it's cool. It might be it, fun for a party too. Let's say you go into one of these public events, right, or yeah. a very hard quest. It'll be and fun. We each have a companion. Yeah, we each have a companion. It'll be fun. So now and six we'll of have us to see how it works. If, if you're in a party, does your companion oh, disappear? I like it. Yeah. Jordan, David, this is Steve. Steve is <laughs> Tyrone is over there. Jared, like, Jared's over there. Yeah. This is Jared. Everybody, here's my companion. That's companion, funny. say hello. Well, see, that's that's the big question because I don't know this. Maybe someone else knows and can can let us know. When 
is it going to be like when I'm in the game, I'm playing by myself, I have my companion out, we're killing bears or boars or whatever, right? We're doing our fetch quests. Then David and Mark jump in, we all join a party, and my companion goes, oh, your real friends are here, I'll be back at town and hop out. You know what uh, I mean? Is it going to be some, Is it going to be something like that? Or yeah. is it going to be, we're hey, we're all in a group, here's, you know, you know like you said, here's yeah. Steve. Hey, there's Jerry. Jerry's over there. Say hi, Jerry. <laughs> you know, let's, I have let's him send support right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go kill that big monster with us three plus now our companions that we can set as certain roles, right? That would be But cool. I do what I am excited for is even if it is just single player or by yourself stuff is how many companions will there, there be? And this is a feature where you can continuously add new companions. How good are their stories going to be? One of my favorite parts about the original Dragon Age is learning and doing the quest to f know more about Alistair. I think he was one of the most interesting characters. He was. He was His good. backstory was fascinating. And you get that backstory because as you go throughout the game, he'll react to your decisions and ask you questions. And then if you do certain things, he'll say, hey, I have, you know, let's go over here and talk. And then you guys go do a quest together or whatever. Same with Morgan. I think another fascinating character. And you learn more about them by doing their specific quests. That's what excites me about this companion thing because of the story that can be told through these companions, yeah. right? Hey, Byron in chat says, I barely see a difference between ESO and Skyrim now. It's so Elder Scrolls. The stories are great, and it's definitely fun lone wolfing it. You know, the story's really good. I think the reason the story's really good is it's all voice acted. I That's the one thing that still hurts a little about World of Warcraft is to get a lot of the lore, you got to read. And, and you know, like reading. In today's day and age, I mean, who's, got, who's got time for who's that? Who's got time? I, I, want, I got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> Got time yeah. for that? Have they have they discussed, and maybe they have in the past, and I just forget, and maybe we've even talked about this, and I forget. I'm getting old. Yeah. Microsoft you. owns this now. Mm -hmm. On Game Pass, do we get ESO Plus if you're part of Game Pass? No, no, I doubt it. I, I think what they'll do is ESO base game is free. Anything else you want, you have to pay for. And that's just how it and is. And that's actually all. how it is already. Yeah. The base game is free for all games. DLCs you get at a discounted price. Oh, if you're on, if you have Game yeah. Pass, yeah. So, for example, let's take the medium. I have Game Pass. If I wanted to buy the game, it's regularly forty nine ninety nine. But if you look at it while you're subscribed to Game Pass, I think it's like forty three. So you get that. But discount, you don't think right? they're gonna want it? Cause, so basically, there's no advantage to having Game Pass besides ten percent playing off the game the DLC. Well, well, you're playing the game, but ESO ESO you is free to play. No, ESO is free to play because it's on Game Pass. ESO is buy to play. So if I were if I wanted to play ESO on the PC, I would have to buy the game, then I can play it. Are you they, sure? I thought ESO have, went free to play. They, no, no, no. They have an ESO Plus membership that gives you benefits, but you do not have to have that for the base for to play the yeah, game. I I actually thought it went free to play. It is free the to base. play. The yeah, base. Yeah, the base game, game free is free to play. Oh, it, it wasn't like that originally. Yeah. All right. Well, then I take back everything I just said. Uh, but they changed that, what, like two years, a year ago, a year ago, maybe something like that. It was a while ago. But but one of the reasons I didn't like the game is because I had to pay a subscription and buy it. Wait, wait, originally. hold on, hold on, hold on. Read that article because it says try ESO free and save up to 60 percent on standard edition. So is it like World of Warcraft where up to level 20 is free? Well, what is the standard edition? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm the wondering. The base game includes. 24 zones, Morrowind chapters. So now they, so I think the base game that we think of is the an original game. So, which that original game I think is free to play 
and someone can correct me. Who plays this game in chat? Someone in chat can correct us if we're wrong. I'm 99% sure that that part of the game went free to went free to play. Or is it everything up till the new expansion is free? Kind of like a Guild Wars type thing. Yeah, uh, hey Byron, oh, you do chat. have to buy the base yep. game yeah. without without. Okay, so it okay. did it did so go free to play, and then they took it away. Everything I took back before, I actually reinstate. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, you have to buy the game. So Game Pass, you get the base game for free. Correct. Well, with a monthly now, so that's the game that's pass. the that's the yeah. game. Okay. okay. And if you choose to, you can subscribe to ESO Plus, which is their version of your monthly payment, which gives you. Yeah, all the you expansions. Know, all, all the expansions. So that's how ASO Plus and, always and like was. like 10%, yeah. But I, that's why I was curious as what is the benefit on Game Pass with this? How are they going to utilize that? So anyways, anyways, off topic. Sorry, uh, Sea of Thieves. Oh, yeah, another big one. Sea of Thieves. I'm actually excited big, to try this should out. Should we pull up season, this this one, the uh, season one. Sea it's, of Thieves. It, has been, it is, is it here now? It's here. It's here. It's here. Sea of Thieves week. season one. This We knew this was coming. They announced it a few months ago, but it's here now. And it's their version of the Battle Pass, right? The Battle Pass. So, important information. Sea of Thieves Season 1. Each season will last about three months, give or take. So those those that'll be their season timeline. It's a 100-tier list, so you get 100 in the Battle Pass, or they call it, yeah, their version of the Battle Pass, their tier list. There's 100 levels, and each tier you do get an item. All 100 levels, which you're seeing on screen right now, are free to every player. So you can log in, Season 1, start earning your rep or your experience for the the battle pass we'll call it and you can get all 100 levels for free now they do have something called the plunder pass that's your payable okay stuff with the plunder pass you get 11 premium rewards each season now i do believe are the those way- advertised up front like I- a battle pass where you know what you're going to be getting with it i no? believe they are okay when you look at it i think it's just like a regular battle i've not jumped into this yet i'm hoping to do it oh, this you weekend a sweet gun but I believe they're advertised, you know, as you go through, like, this is all the free stuff, and then here's the premium. So 11 okay. premium items each season, which is really cool if you're, you know, if you want to support the dev or pay. Now, I don't know how much the Plunder Pass is. I would assume around 20-ish dollars. <laughs> That's usually how much the season passes are for these types of battle pass passes, right? Yeah. Uh, another thing, everything you do in the game will progress towards your seasonal ranking, so there's not, like, one thing you have to do that gives you rep for your they seasonal ranking. Everything you do will will go towards the pass. They have a new feature called trials, which will actually help you progress faster through the the battle pass. What a trial is is it's each season there's going to be specific challenges within that season. They show one in on the trailer, light three light a skeleton on fire, and then you get blank amount of XP for completing that. Right, so there's going to be. So many trials you can do to help boost your, you know, it'll give you a chunk of experience instead of just okay. little bits of experience, this right? This game so. is completely different than when I was last in it. Oh, yeah, 100%. This, look at look at everything that's here. Well done, well done. All, all the season pass stuff is general cosmetic items because that's how the game works, Yeah, you know? But do very you, cool. Do you, spicy, Yeah, s- season pass... You like it here in Sea of Thieves. You don't like it. What are your thoughts on? Well, I mean, I haven't played it yet, but uh, in, in in concept, in, in, in concept, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm looking. I mean, it's a carrot on a stick mm-hmm. of getting things that you want, right? And it's the grindy way to do it. Um, here, I'm gonna go ahead and restart this. Uh, I think the game's fun. I enjoy it. I think what makes this game great 
is the stories that you make with your friends. It's total sandbox multiplayer. I mean. know that when a uh, friend of the show, Blake the Barber, he gets me to play this. He gets you and Jordan. So mm-hmm. him and Jordan gets me to play this with them occasionally. And I have fun playing. I think it's a great game. I enjoy it a lot. I think a lot of the skins I'm seeing look pretty cool. I think the flamboyance effect of all the sales and stuff. Yeah. I, I've seen some really cool ones in this trailer. So to answer your question, I think I'd enjoy it. I think it's I think it's great. I think it's another move to get people into their game again. So mm-hmm. yeah. Jordan, uh, thoughts? I'm excited to try it out. Like Mark said, we haven't tried it out yet. We'll see how bad the grind is because oh, as man. much <laughs> as I, I do like Sea of Thieves, it is the worst grindy grind fest of a game Did you ever make I've it ever played. No, Spirit World no, because they, they, they bent me over a couple times. I was going to make it and then they screwed but me. So I read, what happened? So, so basically your, what happened. Wait, Spicy, was, you made it? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I do not have the dedication that Blake and Jordan basically, have. Basically what happened, and it, maybe it was my fault, maybe I didn't listen to the announcements, but they screwed me either way. <laughs> so what they happened? screwed me. What happened is Barbara Blake and I were playing, and Mark too, we were playing for quite a while, for for a few months. Just It was when the Tall Tales came out, we went through them all. We were playing pretty Which hard. Which fun. They were, there was adding those puzzles and everything in that game. That was enjoyable. And this may, really this may have been a little bit before Tall Tales 2. Anyway, they have the doubloons, and basically what you could do is you could take those doubloons and buy rep. And you, it was so many doubloons for one level of rep. And I was like, oh, okay, so what Blake and I did is we actually went around and we did a lot of the challenges to complete doubloons because we were like, okay, you know, best bank for our buck is to get as many doubloons as we can. Blake was already Pirate Legend at this point, right? So he's just helping me out. Which is no small feat. Yeah, no, so congratulations. Holy cow. And he did it without doubloons, so. He did it back in the, he was he was OG legend. So, what happened is we went around doing all these challenges, which were still fun because there's there there's specific challenges you have to do. Some are do tall tales, some are do certain quests on islands, stuff like that, to get doubloons, which then you can take those doubloons and buy levels. Now what I was doing is like is there was no point in saying, Oh, I got ten doubloons. I forget what the price was, right? But I got ten doubloons. I didn't want to go back to an island every time I got doubloons and just buy a level because it's a waste of time. Sure. So I would save all my doubloons and I was like, okay, okay I need 300 and something to get this level maxed. And then this, the, I, I had it all worked out to how much I needed to max out each level. He had the envelope system that some yeah. people do. They put cash in the envelope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this exactly. is for gas money. Yeah. And you only spend, exactly. you only spend that money. And I did not spend those doubloons on certain cosmetics and and other stuff like that quests that you can get with doubloons because I was saving them to get pirate legend. And by the way, even though it's quicker than just regularly grinding through doing the other quests to get pirate legend, it still is a grind. So I finally get enough and I say, all right guys, it's time to go get pirate legend. I go there and apparently three weeks previous in their update, they made it so you can buy one level per month. Oh. And I, I, was, I was so mad. Oh. I, I was so oh. mad. I was like, okay, I'm going to go play Halo. And you never went back. <laughs> well, no, I did go back, but I was just, I was like, okay, I'm done. Every I'm gonna, month I'm he's gone go back. The thing is, is <laughs> <laughs> if I would have known that. Well, but they've adjusted the price what, since then. What was so. frustrating is if I would have known that, I just would have spent them all when I could. Or I would have taken my doubloons and spent them on cosmetics. Yeah. That I could, it was, it was really frustrating. And and I really dislike that game for making that decision. And <laughs> well, I can see, I can. You guys yeah. aren't. For those of you listening, he's he's yeah, visually really, angered. Well, I get. 
people will probably listen to this and say, "Oh, oh, Jordan, you, yeah, I did it. The, I did it the original way. That's how you got to do it." I get that. That's fine, and, and that's how I have to do it now. Other than the one level I can buy per month with the doubloons, but but you got even hopes even up. doing the doubloons you got his hopes up. You can't just go. It. You can't just go get four hundred doubloons in one play session. It's still a grind. He was expecting no limit poker. Yeah, yeah it was. And still, it was. It was limit. It's still limit. a grind. Everything in this game is a grind. The doubloon grind at the time was a lesser grind than doing it through the regular questing, but this it was still a ridiculous this grind. Game, if you have access to the spirit cave, or I, I, I apologize, I don't know, I don't even remember what it's called, and someone's yelling the at Hall of Fame or whatever. Of, yeah. yeah, that is respect. It is because this is. game you're you're looking takes yeah. takes time. You see those cells, right? You get the legendary cells and stuff. You look at that and you go. That guy spent two years of his that life. Guy, another that. that guy was dedicated. <laughs> another thing to mention is during each season, pirate legends will get specific rewards as well. Is what they talked about. If you're a pirate legend, you do get specific rewards for being a pirate legend. Wow! During each season, which is yeah. great. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense that yeah. they would benefit you for having. That so high level. I'm almost a pirate legend. I have all my. Th- all my reps minus some of the new ones in the middle 40s i think 44 is my lowest so i'm almost there but they hosed me <laughs> so well that's... there you go let's before we before we get to questions let's just go over we we a new month is this next week so yeah. let's go over what we're going to be seeing with games of gold, which eventually we think is going to go away, well, or at least be put at into Game Pass game or something, pass. something like yeah. that. February games some, with it's gold, some big ones. Yeah, so let's start with the, I guess, lesser ones. Lost Planet Two on the Xbox 360. Yeah, who cares? Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> who cares? <laughs> uh, so that's a backward compatibility game from the Xbox 360 from the OG Xbox. Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb. Also, I don't care. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, then sorry. we're getting into Xbox One and X games. Dendera. Dendera Trials of Fear Edition. I honestly just don't know that game. <laughs> so it might yeah. be really good. I don't know that and, game. Well, you can get to know it yeah. with Games with Gold. The next two, though. Resident Evil. Now, this is the original Resident Evil. OG. I believe it's the remastered version. OG, baby. Which is very cool. And that th- is worth making sure you go download yeah, that one. That's worth available. getting, which is very cool. The really big one, which... Surprised me as well, even though it is already on Game Pass. Gears 5 Gears on 5 Games with Gold. One. So if you don't have Game Pass and you do have Gold, that's a really good one to download. It absolutely yeah. is. That brings us to the last segment of our show. Oh, you want me to do a... This, uh, is, yeah. this is the segment where we oh, take your questions. Oh, it's taking a sec. Sorry. Make sure... There, there it is. is. There it is. Hey! In order to submit your questions, you can do so each and every single week over on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash x1 bros head to the community tab and all of our members have access to the mail sack that drops every week welcome home wrote in <laughs> i don't know what the last and sorry welcome home welcome home is announced welcome home says hey bros i hope everyone is doing well i have two non-video game questions tonight my son is 16 and we are joining playing D D. all right i was thinking about getting a couple of tabletop games for us to play i was looking into kingdom death monster and primal the awakening primal the awakening is on kickstarter do you guys have a favorite tabletop game also what tabletop games would you recommend thanks for your help have a fun and safe weekend of gaming mm-hmm. let's start with spicy yeah favorite uh, tabletop games that you would recommend 
for them to try. Well, I really, I mean, I like this game. We don't play it anymore. But if everyone watching live can see this back shelf that I have, that's X-Wing Miniatures. Yeah, it's fun. That's a really fun one. You just need a table. It's literally. It's Welcome Home Sanitarium. Thank you very much. I was looking at and I wanted to say Santa. (laughs) I was like, that's not right. Sanitarium. Thank you very much, Uh, Welcome Home. I really enjoy that game. We should probably play that a lot more than we do. It's fun. All you need for that game, too, is a table. And the miniatures, you could yeah. literally have two miniatures and you play against each other. It's 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 rules. Each each type of vehicle has a mm-hmm. different set of rules and abilities, and it's all based on distance. Yeah, how like you fight. the X-Wing has specific abilities. Uh, the Slave One, which is Boba Fett's plane, plane ship, has, has specific abilities. The Millennium, the Millennium Falcon is a tank. That thing is awesome. Because it can shoot all directions. Yeah, it's, it's a, an omnidirectional it, cannon, and on it's there. a tank. Uh, well, I was gonna say another cool thing about the game is you can get bigger ships that you team up with your friends instead of playing against your friends yeah. to fight. So it's like a raid almost. Yeah, it's a really fun game. I enjoy it. Of course, I got it two weeks after these guys were playing it. We played one game and we're done. <laughs> well, yeah, we I went, did buy a map. We went that hard. I never used. <laughs> yeah, we went hard. You have to. There's what is it like three by five or, or five by five? It's it's. The battlefield is so many feet. It is, yeah. So I went and bought a mat so we didn't have to use tape anymore. Yeah. And I think we used it once. So I, don't I don't know if this is considered tabletop or not, but I really like Settlers of Catan. That any any game like yeah. that. I mean, technically, Monopoly is considered tabletop, okay. right? Settlers yeah. of Catan is very fun. Or any iteration of those. What's fun there is the strategy of decisions. Okay, mm-hmm. do I go economy? Do I go... what what? What resources do I go for and try to capture? Mm-hmm. Do I trade? Do I go for cards? Do I yeah. build up? Any, any, any. That's that's really fun. The and two, of course, D and love that. You are a D and You're you're in. You're yeah. in. You're I in hard. Yeah. Well, what's cool about D and D is if you're not playing your regular night with your dungeon master and everything, you can actually, which I have one of them, you can get the D and D tabletop version, which essentially it makes it so the game is the dungeon master for you, and you just follow the rules and play your character. It's probably a really like good way to get so it, to learn. D&D yeah, to yeah, it's, it's not bad. You can't create your own character. It comes with preset characters. There's like, there's I think like five or six that you can choose from. But it's it's another fun tabletop game, and it's like it's a dungeon crawler. So you as you move forward, you pull out a tile and put it on. So you discover the dungeon as you do it. Jordan, any any other tabletop games so that you I, would recommend? I like playing the Dungeons & Dragons one. It's in the same universe. That one's fun if you don't have a Dungeon Master. A game that I really like, other than X-Wing, is uh, it's called Mysterium. It's basically... That one's good. I've it's played basically that The best way to describe it is Clue on steroids. It's like Clue for adults. Yeah. Well, I would say Clue's for adults, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe. Uh, another, <laughs> another fun one, if they would fix the rules... Would be hero clicks, but the problem is, no, they don't fix the rules. No, because of people like David. <laughs> the over rules. There. That's what I'm saying. The rules. Well, no, what I hear here, hero clicks is Wait a very. Minute. You're telling me that I could spend fifty bucks and just get that one overpowered piece in that glass right there, and I can kill all my friends easily uh, yeah. without even. Okay, here's fifty dollars. <laughs> I want to win. Basically, that's what I, I hated. That guy. Slaghorn, and then, and then uh, we're it was playing the Pacific Rim character. Yeah, Slaghorn. What happened is, Jordan, it's like one-on-one-on-one. And they finally team up and get me. We even try to double-team this mofo. They get me down to zero, but there's an ability that he 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 regenerates his entire life. He has more health than all of us combined. 
and he still has another life, and, and then, you still did damage. And they didn't know it until they hit me down, and then bloop. Uh, guys, guess what? I don't think we've played that game since. <laughs> yeah, I think that was well, the last time we played no, that Hero game. Clicks is a, what Hero Clicks is is there's these little miniatures. Here, I have them. It's like a miniature them. game. And they click at the bottom their life points. Yeah. And, and they have different and maps stuff like and that, stuff yeah. that you can play on. It's a very cool concept. It is flawed, in my opinion. Now, if you like Hero Clicks, I like it too. I like it a lot. It was it was pretty big for a while. I don't know how big it is. Yeah, here's a. This one's probably super strong too. So here, here it is, everybody. For those of you not as strong as Slaghorn, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's these little things, and then you click their life, and that's how you. It changes as you go down. It changes their attack, their special abilities, the whole shot. The problem is that rule book. The amount of rule, it's too. If they simplified this game, well, it would be brilliant. They need to do what Magic did, where Magic, and it's basically what Hearthstone does too. Every two years, there's essentially a new, not a new set of rules, but new mechanics that are now the current standard. Well, there's just too in Hero Clicks. There's Hero just too Clicks. Many. It was like it was. There was. It's a like lot. wait. So this character has. Seance well, ability. And at the what, time, does anybody know what seance ability does? At, Let's look it up. At the time, it was actually really. It may not be now, but at the time we were playing, it was actually really difficult to find a rule book. So I remember we finally found one, printed it out via seven different websites, and actually stapled when it together spend, as a rule book spend, and figured it out. It's one of those games where we're sitting there and like, okay, I'm going to attack Mark's character. And wait, can you do that? What can you do that? Uh, I don't Let's know. Let's find out. Let's all oh, wait. He, well, I think you're actually and, describing Dungeons and Dragons and right now. It is. It is. And yeah. well, Mark would be like, well, my character has this. And we'd be like, well, we don't know what that well, does. Well, the rules on page seven say this. And then someone else would pipe in, yeah, but on page <laughs> eight, it says this. You're and pretty you're like, much oh. describing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. Like, I have like seven books of the rules right behind Yeah, yeah but Dungeons there. and Dragons, you have someone who's like the arbiter in that game. It's like, this is how it goes because I'm, yeah. I'm in charge. There's no referee. So that fixes it. But in Hero Clicks, it's too. If they simplified that game, it would be a really. It is a really fun tabletop game. That game is simplified. It's called Checkers. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pieces because, move because they have the licenses for tons of movies, tons of superhero stuff. I wonder how popular it still is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know at all. I'm getting into. Well, well what was cool about that game? Before you go on, is the fact that you could have. Any character in any universe fight any other character in any universe. It was so almost you could have Pacific Rim characters fighting Marvel characters, right? Yeah. You could have yeah. the X-Men take on Batman and his crew. Yeah, they had everything. That's what was so fun. It Well, then the idea was cool that you build a team and it's almost like a chess match. You it know? is. Yeah, because you, you know? have so many points. You have so, Everyone says, okay, we have 20 points. And then each character has a different point value, yeah, like action which points is obviously that. incredibly skewed. So literally, they had teams, and I had like one. There's my one twenty point. Well, character. the problem was is is the way we balanced that because we looked up online and they were just say set point values for your matches. So we we play a match. We go, okay, we'll do a uh, fifty point value, right? So then you pick lower end characters. But David's character that he just spent fifty bucks on was like, well, I don't want to play him like you know. So we're like, okay. 100 point values, which means we could have three to four characters, but he had one big character and it was just overpowered. I was, was the boss. Fight. Was, I was, was the boss. technically fight. had multiple ones because when you'd kill it, it wouldn't <laughs> die. Well, and it had a full click. So I think a full circle is like 24 hits. So it was it was 48 hits. Yeah. yeah. Reactor League says Imperial Salt is supposedly a good one as well. Bought for 50 bucks Imperial recently. Assault. But have yet to play as oh. far as tabletop. Psychotic in chat says Warhammer has two versions of a tabletop game. 
but it's very expensive. But he, he enjoys that one. Welcome home, Sanitarium. Thank you very much. Great question. Tabletop games are tabletop games fun. is IRL gaming. <laughs> that's so funny though. After you won your fifth game with that character, I think that's when we we're like, we just stop. Let's move on to a different game. Well, I think like. <laughs> Jono was still into it. I think that's it when stuff. we got into well, X-Wing. Well, I stopped because I, I started getting like other characters. I had a whole box of them. But you would never play with them. <laughs> well, no, but <laughs> no, I, well, I spent 50 bucks on this guy because he wins. <laughs> the rules. The rules are just. Yeah, they need I should to actually look up and see if that guy's like worth something. <laughs> he was. He was banned at tournaments. I mean, this is a game where it's just like card games where you'd get a pack of characters. You don't know this, what you'd get. This was the one that was taken out of the pack and it was in the glass case. Well, yeah, the just, just like magic cards, you can buy specific ones and that was it. Wait, why is that one I 50 want, bucks? Because he's overpowered. I'll take it. <laughs> You're telling me I can get 50 of those and one of those? <laughs> exactly. I want one of those. <laughs> Uh, so go check out Hero Clicks. That might be one as well. I think even the guy at the counter was like, Yeah. <laughs> I know. You're like, buying Slaghorn. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna win. <laughs> That's a good one, man. <laughs> <laughs> the guy at the counter's He's like, he's like hands yeah. it to me and he's like He shuts yeah. the blinds. <laughs> you really want the good stuff? <laughs> yeah, he pulls up his <laughs> Come with me in this back room. Yeah. Uh, no, and when I held him up, yeah. you know, they had tabletop set up behind me and people were back there playing, and it was yeah. Hero Clicks that people were playing. Yeah. It was like a Hero Clicks shop. And I'm walking out, and everyone, he just bought it. He just bought it. I know, yeah, that's, that's exactly dude, what happened. They're like, he just bought it. And I'm walking What's that out. Guy's name? I'm walking <laughs> out, feeling cool. Oh, He's dude. a real pro. Is he a pro? <laughs> My name's David. Remember it. Yeah. Never forget this, kid. <laughs> uh, that's how it was. Yeah. Stay in school, kid. Stay in Someday school. Someday you'll have liquidable funds to blow it on one character on one the Hero Click game. One day you'll be an adult and you'll have to hide funds from your wife in order to buy this Hero Click like I did. Uh, but stay in school. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who that guy was, but what a wow, badass. I want to be him someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like strutting out the store. <laughs> It's totally how it is when you're a kid, yeah. too. Whoa. <laughs> I've been looking at that for months. He got slaghorn. <laughs> Billy, look at him. Who is that guy? <laughs> Little did they know I went home and got slapped around for... You bought what? <laughs> it was how much? Yeah, but look, I'm 5-0. and oh. Look at These guys won't even play with me anymore because <laughs> yeah. I'm so good. But honey, I win now. <laughs> Uh, Neil Dodsworth writes in and he says so I just picked up a series S with the aim of doing some long postponed game development and maybe side loading some stuff very cool Neil Dodsworth he says retro arc and my one legal arcade ROM jump to mind developer mode costs about $18 US this is a bargain especially when linked with a free copy of Visual Studio do you think Microsoft should publicize this more you get to develop Xbox game with a minimum of stress. This is a huge advantage over Sony, he says. I I I think they probably do advertise it just in not to the general game. Not to market, the general public. Yeah. Like if you're a designer, I would wonder. But regardless, I mean essentially for two hundred and two hundred and fifty bucks, you can develop games. That's Awesome. Is that is that with the dev kit box that they give you? Well, yeah, free copy of Visual Studio. Well, yeah, that's the software. Yeah. Isn't there dev boxes that they actually give that give you different debugging tools and stuff oh, like maybe. that? I wonder. They gave you that originally when the box bef- before it was out, but I don't know if they give it anymore, right? It? Yeah, I guess you don't it? really need it anymore. Well, he says, yeah. 
um, developer mode. So maybe Xboxes yeah, so have developer mode built into them. Now. Yeah, and that and that's what you pay for, which I assume is a monthly fee, right? Or is that eighteen dollars flat rate? I think it's flat rate. Wow. That's actually fascinating. It's smart. Eighteen move. bucks. It's a smart I might just move. do that just because uh, it's eighteen bucks. Yeah. yeah. And then you, I mean, you can load RetroArch on it, which I know a lot of people have been doing, and that's the arcade emulator. <laughs> Why'd you laugh? No, that's just, that's just, well, sorry, no, I, I mean, just I, look at that face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just, I was thinking of things in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to go get another Pacific Question. Do you think, <laughs> do you think Microsoft should advertise this more? Answer, my answer, absolutely. Yeah, I think why not? This, I think anytime you can pull, you can brain hack the world into bringing quite, Crazy cool content to your mm-hmm. platform, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Spicy, I see Spicy's Will's turn. He's thinking, I want. No, yeah, I want to build a cool. game now. I, want, I might just do that just for fun to yeah. see and build. And I mean, Jordan was for a while building a game, the yeah. X One Bros was, game, the X One yeah. Bros game. Whatever happened to that? I don't know. It's somewhere. I, yeah, it's somewhere. It's lost on one of his old computers. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's on, on some hard old. drive. In like. <laughs> Like twenty years, you're gonna hire seventy million dollars to go dig it up because it has like yeah. value now. Yeah. Like in that the one Ari- Bitcoin in the, guy in the Arizona desert <laughs> yeah. dump or whatever. Yeah. I have this game about the X One Bros hidden in this landfill. <laughs> go get it. <laughs> Your task, should you choose to accept, accept. No, that's, that's a good premise of a game itself. To go get that's it. really interesting because you have game engines like Unreal that export to Xbox. So all you would have to do is just pay the $18 fee and then you can put your games from that engine or whatever engine you use and then export it to that platform, right? And Unreal's free, right? Until you release it and then they Until just you take make a money. percentage. Yeah. yeah. Like that, which is awesome. It's like, no, yeah. Because it puts the power of Unreal into hands. It's crazy. Like we're crazy. It's, we're, it's crazy cool. It's, it's amazing to be a gamer at this time because if you want to learn, you want to create your own game, the tools have never been easier to access mm-hmm. than now. Yeah. And Ronan and Chet called us nerds. <laughs> he always calls us nerds. <laughs> uh, I actually don't even see that anymore. <laughs> he does it so much. Uh, great question. Thank you very much. Well, for letting us know that, because we actually didn't know that. Neil Dodgeworth. Answer, yes. They at do least, need to advertise that more. I mean, at least it's only... I didn't know it was only 18 bucks. Yeah, that's the... I wonder if... So what my brain was thinking when you said that, when they when they pay for dev mode and then they upload RetroArch to play retro games or the arcade games... I wonder if the reason they don't advertise it is because as soon as you do that, it's much easier to mod your box. Yeah, to do you, retro you know, like the stuff. old the old mod boxes. You know, that's a good point. That's a good yeah. Point. I don't know. Regardless, that's why I was like, hey, that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, it's for building games. <laughs> <laughs> What's that little white box you got there, Mark? You brought on our our vacation with us. This has every movie ever <laughs> and every video game I've ever. <laughs> Played on it. Yeah. Psychotic writes in. Last question for the day. He says, hey, brosives, if VR got to the point of full immersion like it did in Sword Art Online and a game like that came out, would you participate if, even if, just like in Sword Art Online, there was a small chance of what happened in that anime could happen? Keep up the great content and podcasts coming. Thank you very much, Psychotic. So for those of you that don't know, in Sword Art Online, an evil dude it's VR. You drop into the world. Think Ready Player One. You're in there. Your whole body is experiencing it in mm-hmm. this virtual world. An evil dude takes it over and starts killing off people, and you cannot escape. Well, he he, he traps them in the game. Traps and them. says you have to beat the game to get out. But if you die in the game, you die. You in die it's essentially in real the life. Matrix. Yeah. Would you play the game if that was a chance of happening, Mister McSpicy? 
Uh, You're going right to me? Going right to you, baby. I guess. It depends how good the graphics are. <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, it's full immersion. I mean, is there HDR? It's full dive. It's, it's a full, full dive. dive. A full, full dive, dive suit? Yeah. He's, he's ready for a full a dive. full dive gear? I mean, yeah. Well, what kind of imagine what kind of combat we talking about here? <laughs> Any kind you want. I mean, if it's really good, I'm probably gonna play it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I live. Uh, I live pretty. You hardcore. live on the edge, Jordan. Yeah, I'd, I'd play it hands down. I feel like I would actually be Kirito. <laughs> <laughs> For those of uh, you that don't know. Yeah, yeah. Watch the show. You Here know who I would be? The, I would be the blacksmith the guy. You know? <laughs> yeah, the one I'd be the one like, hey, I'm just here to have a good time. Here, have some weapons. <laughs> you want to know who I would be? I'd be the dude that has the cabin that just fishes. <laughs> yeah, I'd be the fishing guy. That's yeah. it. Just, hey, like, come over to me. I'm just fishing. What are you doing to this game? There's this whole world with dungeons and weapons and, yeah, fishing. and money. I'm here in the woods fishing. No, he was going after the legendary the fish. The legendary fish. Yeah. We're doing Which legendary he needed fish. Kirito's help he to did. get. He because did. of the cooking skill or something like that. Yeah, it was a team effort. <laughs> well, and his strength. Didn't his yeah, strength, strength have to... Fit, yeah. I think anybody that plays video games would probably take a chance because can you imagine what that would be like? That would be... So, like, when the wind blows, you feel it. Yeah. When you, are, when you eat food, you feel it. You, what if your hunger is... What if we're in a game right now? Ooh, that's the Matrix. That's yeah. That's yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. We're at a simulation. That's, that's what a lot of people think. Deja vu. Deja vu, right there. It's a glitch in the system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool question. Uh, yeah. We'd all take. We'd all take a chance. Oh, why not? Why not? Yeah. I, mean, I guess worst case scenario, we die, but we could have that happen in real life too. Yeah. On the while, way to the store, I'll play a video game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Yolo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Great question. Thank you very much, everybody, for writing in again. YouTube.com forward slash X One Bros. Hit that community tab. You can submit a question. We we try to pick the best ones. We try to get to all of them, but sometimes we just can't. There's too many submitted. But submit them for a chance to have your question answered each and every single week here. Thank you for very much again, everybody, for submitting. That does us for the week. The medium. Highly recommended as a yeah. date night game. You want to know what games I'm getting into? Yeah. <laughs> NF NFT games, dude. I am buying. They're called Cogs. It's Pogs. It's digital Pogs. <laughs> Cogs. <laughs> NFT. So NFT is blockchain gaming. Yeah. You own this digital item. That's that's blown my mind. There's some crazy stuff there. Do you like with Pogs? Do you be like? Do you have the hammer or slammer? You can't yeah, use that you slammer. Can't use you can't that use slammer. slammer. That's outdated. That's not regulation size. I don't care if your dad made it out of pure steel. So the cool thing, <laughs> the cool thing about NFT, it stands for non fungible token, is it's so when you get you open up a pack and you're like bloom and you're like oh I got this super rare, it's yours. You own it. You, and you can turn around and sell it. You can play with it. You could you can use it. That's I think that's where the future of gaming is going eventually. Sure. I think Blizzard could make so much money entering that realm. And you just have to house it all in your game. It's super Any easy. game developer can make a lot of money doing it. Any game developer could, absolutely. The first one that that does it on a mass appeal gets it's game over money what, money wise. What's gonna happen? Money? Was well, it Street Fighter, the one that you showed us? Street, Street Fighter Street Fighter is a big name that's coming out doing it. Rick and Morty is doing some stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. Actually, the founder, the the creators of Rick and Morty, they sold a physical doodle for like $15,000 on eBay. And then they they put up the NFT, so the digital version of it, with a token. So it's one, one, one of a kind, like doesn't exist anywhere else and it's verifiable. Sold for way, way more than the 
physical. That's edition. crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's digital it's world. Mind. Digital world. What's going to happen once it hits gaming status is David's going to be able to, let's say Street Fighter, going to be able to buy a character that no one else can have that costs 50 bucks. And we all yeah. get the $1 characters. And it's Hero just, Clicks digital version. Uh, and then he's just going to kill us all. And we're not going to play with you anymore. But I'll be the best because <laughs> I bought it. And everybody be like, oh, my gosh, that guy just bought that $50. <laughs> yeah. Walking, through the, walking through the digital store. <laughs> yeah. No, NFT has blown my mind. Think of think of this. Think of think of this. You're in a game. Let's say Sea of Thieves. You got this cool sword. You can take that sword out of the game. It's yours. You can take that sword out of the game and I can sell it to Spicy for a dollar he can take that sword then into the game then if you're in a game like minecraft let's say minecraft enables you to display all of your items from different games you can then bring it into the, into the game of minecraft and display Which them these are all. unique items these are unique items on the blockchain that ensure that they're unique super it's super this is how super cool this is how you would be able to put unique housing into vis- into video games like Grand Theft Auto. You know how everybody yeah. has that awesome penthouse in yeah. the middle of town? Imagine if there was only one person that could have that. Yeah. People would spend a lot of money a getting that. A lot of money. Yes, that. yes they would. <laughs> I know for a fact that they would. <laughs> uh, but yeah, NFT has blown my mind. I, it's very exciting, the future, I mean the potential that it has in gaming for the future, but it makes sense for a card game and uh blizzard to do hearthstone because you could here, here's the cool thing with cards you know exactly how many cards have been minted of each edition mm-hmm. so you know it's rarity because you can see it on the blockchain everything is transparent and it's locked like you can't i mean to hack a blockchain is next to impossible mm-hmm. you can see it on you can see it on the blockchain you, you know the rarity but then if you have let's say you have a hundred of a common card and you want to upgrade that card, you can burn these other cards, which means you destroy them and you destroy them on the blockchain. And in doing so it upgrades this other card and it does two things. You now have this other upgraded card that's more rare, but you've also made these common cards more rare because you've eliminated them from circulation. I have a question and you can see it and verify it all on the blockchain. It's blowing my mind. I have a question because I'm going to look into the stuff. So say you have the, let's say you have the sword of Azeroth. Yeah, card, right? And Mark, it, wow. Yeah, I'm just you just said that, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> and Mark comes and says, David, I'll give you a hundred bucks for the Sword of Azeroth. And yeah. You say deal. So you take the physical card, right? Is it a physical card or is it no? no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's where it's, I was confused because I was I was saying, well, when you give Mark the card, how does the system know the that transaction he has takes it? place? He gives it to me. So think the transaction it. takes place. In that blockchain you were talking about. Yeah, so there, so, okay. think, think so it's like then eBay. it's a record. It's like eBay. It's like yeah. a public record that David was the first one that ever had this. The sort of as And I sold it. And he sold it to me. Now, I'm the only one that has this. And everybody can see. It's it's like, you know how you watch that one show, Pawn Stars? And they're like, well, it's not authenticated. I, I don't know where it came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if it was impossible to forge those authentication things yeah. and you always knew that it was authentic and it was unhackable and it's public yeah. so you can always okay. you can always okay, you know that that, that, that that makes more sense i thought it was a you had a physical card that you then gave to mark and he goes and redeems no. it or whatever that's what i was like well how do they this, okay it's all yeah i guess this is I how you're going to be able to buy and sell rare items on the auction house digitally yeah <laughs> this is it's gonna the world is changing and you can import it into 
multiple games, multiple platforms. Ready Player One is what this is. Yeah. It's the beginning of it. It's it's blowing my mind just going through. The other cool thing is they've been experimenting with it where you can also... So it's a digital-only item, but now they're tying your token to a real-world physical item simultaneously. So one of the first experiments with this uh, was these these socks. They're called unisocks. Uh, unisocks are a digital collection item. It's just a pair of socks. Like they, you buy from eBay, and it says unisock on it. <laughs> if you can turn in your token to requ- request the physical item itself, or you can sell it on their platform. Because it's verifiable, they only created a limited edition. The latest sock on there, you can go to their platform, unisocks.com, I think it is. It might be IO. It's it's IO, unisock.io, was over $4,000 that it sold for. And it's all because... That is a good it's, sock. It's, no, it's not. <laughs> it's all because you can verify the rare, the rarity of it. That is it. That is that is that is what. So it wouldn't is that just for. be like digital currency? Is it like Bitcoin? Yeah, no, it's all in cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah. Believe it's it or a not, type of cryptocurrency. Bitcoin and I mean that's paved blockchain. the way. Blo- yeah, it paved the way for this. That's blockchain. That's how the encryption and the well, you can pay USD for it though, dollars as well. So it's just, oh, it's just that a, was your question. Yeah, yeah. it was just yeah. a yeah. Okay, yeah. it's just a uh, what do you call it when you go to the airport and you give them your money to get their money. T Bucks says my buddy exchange? sold a there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's just an exchange rate thing. T Bucks says my buddy sold a knife skin in CSGO paper? for several hundred dollars. He yeah, should dude. give me bread. Yeah. What is this called? <laughs> it's called an exchange of funds. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, part, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. The knife skins in CSGO, <laughs> I mean that's for several hundred dollars. That's now, exactly imagine it. imagine if that knife knife skin you were the only one ever in the world to have gotten that knife skin. That goes from a few hundred dollars to a few thousand here's, here's million next, dollars. Here's the next question. Would that put pressure on developers to have to make more assets in their games. Yeah, but it benefits but them because they make money. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so the exchange a, thing, in exchange for money, they will make whatever you want. Well, in a real world, in a real world application, in a real world application, in to put it in modern gaming terms. So right now, <clears throat> games. Let's use Cyberpunk. You can buy the limited edition Cyberpunk edition. It's like, well, okay, I get this digital coat. But who cares what makes it, you know, exclusive if you bought it? Who cares? Well, in an NFT world, when that enters, when that becomes mainstream in gaming, it will matter because now you ha- you d- you have something that you can, it's yours and you can take it. You own it. They can't take it away from you. It's, it's verifiable that it's yours. It's verifiable that they only made this amount, that this amount is currently still in circulation. And you can take that out into, say, an eBay platform type thing and sell it. If you so choose to, or you can just collect it up and say, yeah, here's all my, here's all my digital items from all my games. These are all limited edition coats, skins, guns, whatever it is. So that's that's kind of what you were saying earlier. So let's take that jacket, for example. Basically, I can do the same thing in the NFT that I could do in the real world if I had enough money. There's, let's say there's a hundred of those coats because there was a hundred limited editions. I could theoretically buy all hundred of those coats. Yeah. And then now they're even more rare because only I have them. In theory. Of course, there has to be a demand for it, for it. Yes. Hopefully it's not a crappy coat. Yeah, but in theory, yeah, depends on who it's, made it's the super code. cool. Yeah. And yeah, who made the, the more that I die, the deeper I go down this rabbit hole, the more you see the potential and the more you see big names jumping into it. Collector cards, for instance, tops, tops sells, sells their collectors cards. There's uh NBA cards being sold on, on their net right now that are going, 
they're they're crushing it. They're going NBA shots is what they're called. They're going for thousands. Something like a card though doesn't do it. have more. Well, I guess not because we just proved with the Rick and Morty thing it doesn't. I was gonna say like with an NBA card, wouldn't the physical card have more value? Than well, no. A so what card? they do is is like a common card is just a picture. Mm-hmm. A rare card has like a sheen to it that's animated. The rarest, rarest card is an animation of your player like dunking the ball and doing crazy things, and maybe it turns in 3D. And remember, this well. can't be replicated. Yeah. yeah. Well, one. so it's just like a rare card in real life. There's only so many of them. Yeah. It's super cool. It's blowing yeah. my mind. I'll show you afterwards. I got a bunch of NFTs that I've yeah. purchased. It's it was it's the Hero Clicks thing where my wife doesn't know. <laughs> We, we won't tell her. Have secret oh. NFT funds. Fair enough. NFT been, money. Been, Chief Wickham does this one one last minute question here. Does the medium have ray tracing enabled? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Quick, hey, quick answer. Yes, it does. I don't know the difference of ray tracing on Series S to Series X. Uh, Digital Foundry actually does a really good video where they they break down some of the ray tracing, and I don't know what type of ray tracing it is because there's different like types of ray tracing that you can do but on the series x i know there is ray tracing a type of ray tracing enabled digital foundry does a really good video on it and they talk about the difference between the x and the s yeah um, i don't know what the difference in ray tracing is between the x and the s but i know the xbox series x does have a version of ray tracing enabled on that game yeah there you go that does us everybody for this week thank you for tuning in thank you for joining us it has been another great great time a great week Don't forget to head over to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to us there. It really helps out the show. Come follow us on YouTube if you haven't yet. Subscribe, hit the notification bell, be informed when we go live, when we stream. Love you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you over on Xbox. Xbox.